This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, exclusively on the Bun 2.0, KBUNFM 104.5. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors is sponsored by DS Beverages, Paul Bunyan Country's distributor of Anheuser-Busch and Budweiser, by Northern Surplus Northern Outdoors in downtown Bemidji, Bonded Lock and Key, your home for Liberty Gun Safes, and Pine Ridge Service. Coming up later on today, we talk to Jerry Benham, who heads up the Park Rapids Fishing Derby coming up on Fishhook Lake this weekend. But first up, we're going to check in with one of our good friends on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, Mr. Dick Beardsley. Outstanding guide in Paul Bunyan Country. I, I saw a picture of you, Dick, on your Facebook page a couple days ago, so I know you've been out here in this really ridiculous weather. So hats off to you. Yeah, Cal, this is this is even cool for us North Country people. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty crazy and pretty dangerous, and... I, I tell you, I'm starting to get a little cabin fever because um, I've gotten up the last couple of mornings, you know, and go out and get my run in. I, and I know that's crazy, and, but, you know, you're moving all the time. But I tell you, I, I haven't been out on the ice fishing, and luckily I didn't have any people renting a house or uh, or a guide trip. But I do this weekend, and it sounds like the weather's going to be breaking a little bit, so it's going to warm up. So that, that's going to be nice. But, you know, it's uh, it's just ridiculously cold <laughs> out there. and. And, uh, you know, back in my younger days, I probably would have been out there. But, boy, you know, you just don't want to take any chances when the weather gets this cold, that's for sure. No, you certainly do not. My thought was that if you caught fish now, at least they'd come (laughs) pre-frozen. I was going to say, I think if you opened up a hole, I think the fish would swim up through the hole, jump into your fish house just to warm up. Yeah, crazy. Uh, you know, most of the guys I talk to say no, uh, cold fronts, maybe just when the changes affects the f- fishing a little bit during ice season. But I'm curious, I'm you know, in something this drastic, what that means to fish down there, or are they ob- oblivious to it all? No, I think they are affected. And, you know, you get the barometer, when it gets so cold like this, it gets, you know, way sky high. And I um, it definitely, you know, we've been in this, you know, frozen freeze now for well since you know what about the middle of last week and um it definitely has slowed the bite down but we're still like out on lake bemidji you know i've been having people out quite a bit especially like on friday saturday and sundays you get a lot of the the weekend people wanting to get out and coming up from the cities and stuff and you know it's not like we're not catching fish cap i mean we are catching fish now you gotta you gotta work for them a lot more um, I, I, I know one thing that really helped is, you know, we're fishing perch and walleyes out on Lake Bemidji, and and um, normally we use a jig and spoon and like a fathead minnow head. We kind of cut it at an angle right kind of behind the gills. But I um, I downsized the minnow head. So instead of using fathead heads, I started using crappie minnow heads, and that made a big difference. That little smaller bait, it seemed like the fish were, um, you know, a little bit more apt to take the bait. Now, saying that, I don't like to fish using a camera. Sometimes I'll put the camera down just to see what's going on in, in a new spot, but it messes me all up when I try to see if I can get them when they, when they suck that bait in. But the, the one thing I noticed is God, a lot of those fish, they come right up and they look at that bait and they had no interest. And I see walleyes come swimming by and you're, you know, you're rattling that jig down there, and, and it kind of they might take a, a look, but they go right on by. So it seems like you just got to slow down the, 
your G gain a little bit, be a lot more subtle, go to a little smaller bait, and, and we're still getting some fish. But it's, um, you know, you got to work for it a little bit, but that's okay, too. So I know when the, when we get that first ice, it's, you know, usually a really good bite, which is why people do dumb things to get on that first ice. Um, what about now in January? How how tough is the bite out there? Well, actually, I, um, <laughs> I when, when you get into late January, um, into February, I think it's, you know, I, uh, I think it's a really good time to be out there. It's, uh, it's the last number of years, you know, I keep a log of all my activity out on area lakes and whatnot. You can kind of get a pattern going, but um, what I tend to do is go deep and I get away from the crowds, which I normally try to do all the time anyhow. Um, I don't plow roads out to my fish houses, although um, I had a gentleman that plowed a road out a couple of weeks ago to one and because he wanted to put one out that way, and sure enough, about you know a few days later, there were like five, six other fish houses out there. And I don't blame them. You know, they're going to follow the plowed roads. But if you can get away from the crowds, that makes a big difference. Get set up early. You know, in the day, if you're if you're going out to you know to get some walleyes, I mean, the perch pretty much have been biting calf all day long. And the walleyes, it seems like either earlier in the morning and then later in the day, like you know, beyond three o'clock to about six or so. So you want to get out there, get all set up, and then um, what I start looking for now is a muddy bottom. And when I find a muddy bottom on, like, let's just take Lake Bemidji, for instance, find a muddy bottom, there's a lot of bloodworms down there, those those big jumbo perch are in there rooting up that that muck down there, and they're eating those bloodworms. And, I mean, when you bring up them perch and you throw them in a bucket, oh, my gosh, did you know, the, the bucket's just full of these bloodworms are eating on. But in return, them walleyes are coming through there eating on those um, perch. And so that's what I am uh, I get excited about now. In fact, I'm, I'm going to be moving a couple of houses to a couple of spots in this deeper water as soon as I can get back out there, which I'm hoping it be, you know, by the end of this week. And um, fishing can be good. But, again, I think the key, Kev, for, for a lot of people is just, Get away from the crowds. Now, saying that, because of all the snow we have out there now, it, it makes it tough getting around out there unless you got a three-quarter or one-ton pickup that sits up real high. And even then, uh, I've gotten stuck a few times trying to get out to certain spots. But if you have a snowmobile or something like that, that definitely would help. Did you see that thing that Bro, Bro Brosdahl was driving around on the lake uh, the other day? Uh, <laughs> that was well, it wasn't on our lake, but he had one of those trucks that had uh, the the tracks. Oh, okay. No, those I, are. I've seen those. Go ahead. That looks like a pretty smart investment. <laughs> yeah, you know, I tell you, Kev. You, no, absolutely right. You know, I've looked at looking into some of that stuff, but the you know, for me, the the investment is just a little bit too much for for what I can <laughs> what I can pocket out of. Out of my uh, out of my wallet for something like that, but boy, if you you've got something like that, that is uh, that's definitely darn handy. But <laughs> I, I did see a contraption out on Lake Bemidji last week, and it honest to gosh, I, I thought I, it looked like an army tank out there. It was going through the snow like no problem at all. I'm like, really? man, that's the way to get around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh man, well you know people are very very innovative. They are, they are, and um, you know, and I've even thought of investing in a plow, uh, and but again, I, you, 
you know, you plow road and people are right on top of you. And, and again, I'm not anti-fisherman. Believe me, I, I love people getting out there catching fish. But, you know, in the wintertime, you know, they sometimes they tend to set up right on top of people. And um, um, so I try not to plow roads. And if I do need a road out, I've got a couple of buddies that will uh, plow me a single road instead of a four-lane highway. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you, there's some... There's some roads out on Lake Bemidji that, seriously, they're like a four-lane highway out there. It makes it also nice to get out to areas, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, I know the you know we got so many of these big, big houses now that are so fancy and warm and comfortable, but uh, that sure makes it hard to be mobile when, when the fish are moving. Oh, it really does, Kevin. I know I see them out there on the area lakes, and some of those things are nicer than my house. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you need... You know, I mean, let me just say this. You are not going to be pulling one of those houses behind your truck through the snow unless you're on a plowed road. There's no doubt about it. Now, you know, I, I've got one ice castle that, you know, it's, I mean, it, it's a smaller one. It's about, I think it's 14, 14 feet long, and, and it's lightweight, and I can get it around even through the snow most of the time. Um, and then a couple other houses I have are, are even lighter than that. But, they're, you know, the thing is, those big houses are nice and they're comfortable and you got TVs and everything, but you know, really it's, you know, the lighter and more mobile you can be. And um, even with the wheelhouses, you know, you can still move those around on a daily basis if you want to. Um, but I, like, what I usually do is I'll get out on a spot with my wheelhouses and, and set them up and then I'll, I'll just keep them there until the bite slows down or, or quits. And then I'll, then I'll move them around a little bit, but uh, yeah, those big ones, you, you're pretty much uh, stuck in place for the day, <laughs> that's for sure. But you're fishing in comfort, no doubt about it. Now, do you spend most of your winter on Lake Bemidji? You know, a lot of it, Kev. This winter especially, I, I, I uh, you know, I've, um, I've got my houses out on Lake Bemidji, and, and most people, unless you get the diehards, most people nowadays do not want to fish in the portables. Even though they're comfortable, you know, when you get them set up and you get your little you know, Mr. Buddy heaters in there. They're very warm and stuff, and I love fishing. I use them for scouting all the time, you know, when I'm out looking for new spots, and they're they're warm. But, you know, most people nowadays, you know, they want to see what ice fishing is like. They want it where they can get out of a warm vehicle into a warm fish house and, and uh, take their jackets off and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I'll, I've got all, the, all my fish houses out on Lake Bemidji, and I've been keeping crazy busy to the point where, I haven't really had a chance to get out on some of the other lakes and, and do a little crappie and bluegill fishing. I mean, I've been out a little bit with some folks, but mainly it's been out on Lake Bemidji and uh, fishing in the uh, fishing in the nice warm fish houses. More of the great outdoors with Kev Jackson next on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, sponsored by Pine Ridge Service, DS Beverages, Bonded Lock and Key, and Northern Surplus Northern Outdoors. Check us out at kbunsportsradio.com. Click on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, and you can subscribe to the podcast on Podcast One and iTunes. Again, coming up soon, Jerry Benham from the Park Rapids Fishing Derby, but we continue now with Dick Beardsley. I don't know if I've asked you this question. I've asked a few other people this question. I'll just uh, get your opinion on it. We have really seen the ice fishing pressure increase to the point that at least on uh, Red Lake for sure, and probably many others, 
Uh, the ice fishing pressure is stronger than the, the uh, soft water pressure in the spring Absolutely. and summer. Absolutely. Does that concern yeah. you? It concerns me greatly. I mean, it really does. And I, uh, I don't know what the solution is. I, in my opinion, I, I think I, I really think they should should um, sh- you know um, reduce the bag limits in the winter time, um, especially on the panfish and whatnot. Cause I know there's a little lake. I just talked to a, a buddy of mine yesterday over by Detroit Lakes. There's a lake over there. I won't mention the name. That I mean, giant bluegills, giant bluegills, and now with social media and stuff, somebody you know thought about it and that fit that lake this year it's virtually nothing's going on out there i mean these the big bluegills are pretty much gone and it just it almost makes me sick to my stomach and again i'm all for people to get out there and enjoy the outdoors and fish but you know the the, the fish are so much more concentrated in the winter time and they're they're a lot easier pickings and if every place on the lake is accessible um, either by vehicle or if you got two legs, you can walk to it, and it's pretty easy to, to know where to go. Just if, you know, if you don't know the lake, just go where the fish houses are. They're not just sitting out there drinking beer. You know, they're out there probably catching some fish. So uh, the fish are very vulnerable, and I, I, I don't know if they need to shorten the season in the winter or cut back the limits or what or um, get more. Game wardens out to patrol the areas, making sure people aren't, you know, more using more than two lines and and are double dipping because that happens a lot in the winter time. It, it really does concern me, Kevin. And um, I don't know what the solution is, but I think we need to act sooner than later on something like that. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. Those small panfish lakes are really, really uh, vulnerable if the word gets out. They still are, and you know, you know, I. I have certain standards that when I take people out that, you know, we don't keep any bluegills that are over nine inches. We don't keep any crappies that are over 12 inches. You know, we might catch a bunch of those sizes, but we take pictures, put them back, and those are the, the genetics for the of those fish are so important to keep in the lake. And the, the smaller fish are better eating anyhow. And, and you don't need, you know, 15, you know, nine, 10-inch bluegills for a meal. I mean, you know, take enough. Take those, you know, seven and a half, eight inches, you know, keep enough for a meal and, and, and eat them. And then if you want some more, go back out and keep a few more. But, you know, thinking that you got to go out and catch a limit of fish every day and keep everything you catch. And, um, I don't know. It, it yeah, it, it does concern me. And, um, um, so we just, um, we, something's got to be done, I, I think. And hopefully it will. I know the DNR is concerned about that too. What is your uh, your best guess as to why ice fishing has gotten so popular? Kevin, it, it's no doubt, it's in my opinion, it's because of, the main thing is because of the wheelhouses. You know, um, people can use them for ice fishing. They can use them for camping in the summertime. They can use them for a hunting shack in the fall. Um, it's, it's made fishing very, very comfortable. I mean, you know, on a Friday... You go, you start driving south out of town on Highway 71, and it, it looks like the summertime on a Friday with people coming up from the cities. But instead of pulling a boat, they're pulling their wheelhouses, yeah. and it's it's one after another, and and um, it's made it so much more enjoyable. And then, the, you know, I think also the portables now are are 
really nice to fish in. I mean, they're easy to set up. You can throw them into the back of your truck or van or car or whatever, and and it's just it's made fishing so much more comfortable. You know, like I tell people when I take them out, I go, man, this is a lot different than when I was growing up. I said, you know, ice fishing was sitting on a five-gallon bucket with a with an empty coffee can, and you put charcoal in it. You light charcoal, and you put it next to your hole. And it might keep it open, but at least you could take your mitts off and keep your hands a little bit warmer. <laughs> yeah, so I think. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's what's going on right now is the wheelhouses and the nice portables that are uh, available out there. Okay. Well, um, it's not going to be that long, and uh, we will be back in the soft water season for sure, and I'm sure you'll be uh, ready to t- take people out fishing then, too. Oh, yeah. Kevin's crazy. I'm already, you know, already taking bookings now for coming up in the open water, and, and, and I love ice fishing. I love the winter. I really do, but, boy, when you get a stretch of weather like this, it's like, <laughs> oh, man, I'm looking forward to that open water, but, you know, we got to remember, remember last year the ice didn't go out till May 8th on Lake Bemidji. I think that's what it was, or somewhere in, in, in May, and, and that's still a long way yes. away. So hopefully it won't be quite as late this year, but uh, no, it'll be here before you know it, and everybody will, it won't be long, people saying, oh, gosh darn it, it's too dang hot today to go fishing. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm, I've, it has to be really, really hot for me to say something like that. I, I oh, yeah, me too, absolutely. <laughs> no, no, it, that's that's for darn sure, but uh, yeah, it'll be here before you know it. And and I tell you what, now's a good time. You know, if the weather's too cold or wintry out there for you, you know, now's a time, a good time to you know bring in your your summer tackle that you use and kind of go through it and clean up your tackle boxes and your rods and reels and and uh, you know if you're looking for something to do on a cold wintry day and and that way uh, when we do get open water and the panfish bite starts going in the spring and then of course the walleye season and pike season in May. And you'll be all set, ready to go. Okay. Well, now, um, you still have some spots available for ice fishing rentals and or uh, ice fishing guide trips? Yep, absolutely, Kevin. You know, I've, I've got three houses that I've got out, and they keep pretty much filled up on, you know, in the wintertime, it's funny, you know, the summertime, I'm pretty much booked every single day guiding, but in the wintertime, you might get one or two during the week, but then, you know, everybody, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is the, are the big days. So um, I do have, a, you know, a few openings left on some of the weekends. And, and weekdays right now, are, you know, they're pretty much open. If You, you know, if you want to get up on a, or out on a, on a weekday, um, like I said, the perch are going pretty much all day long. And, and it's a lot of fun. And you won't, you know, you won't uh, find a much better eating fish than perch. So, yeah, they can, they can give me a call at 218-556. 7172, or they can go to my website at dickbeardsleyfishingguide.com. Okay. And what's your what's your baseline for it's too cold to fish? Uh, really, um, is there is no baseline. I mean, I you know, <laughs> I'm heading out today, and it's, like I said, it's still 32 below at about 11 o'clock in the morning. And, um, you know, as long as the wind's not blowing so bad, then, you know, it's not that bad. And once you get out there and you get your... You know, your heater's going and whatnot, and you get things warmed up. Um, it's really, you know, not bad. You might go through a little more fuel because the furnaces or even the little Mr. Putty heaters are, are having to work extra hard to keep up. But uh, you can still enjoy the the fishing on, uh, on these cold winter days. But just be safe, be smart, and make sure that, 
you know, you've got your cell phone charged up in case you get stuck out on the lake. You sure don't want to be out there on a day, you know, when it's uh, minus 40 and, and uh, all of a sudden your car quits or you get stuck or whatever it might be. So if you use common sense, you know, there's really no, no days are too cold in my opinion. <laughs> All right. Hey, Dick, enjoy yourself out there, and uh, thanks for the time. We always love talking to you. Hey, thanks a lot, Kev. Have a good day, buddy. All right, time now to check in with Jerry Benham. He's the guy to tell us all about the Park Rapids Fishing Derby coming up this weekend. Uh, Jerry, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on. Tell me a little bit about your big event you got coming up. This is our 21st annual American Legion uh, Fishing Derby, Park Rapids. Uh, it's over $150,000 in prizes. Um, it's on in Fishel Lake. It starts at 1 o'clock. The derby actually from 1 o'clock to 3.30 on Saturday afternoon, this Saturday, February 2nd. And it's going to be 25 above instead of 45 below. <laughs> That's <laughs> huge. Well, yeah, you, timing was perfect because people will be dying to get outside. Oh, after they've been cooped up, I'm hoping. Yeah, so uh, $150,000, you said? Yes. Tell got, and one of ours is, uh, you know, it's one ticket, but you get two chances to win. So there's a there's a 68 raffle prizes within, uh, for that, which also includes you can get on the ice and fish. Sure. And catch an extra 45 uh, fishing prizes, 46, actually. Okay. The grand raffle prize is a, is a new Chevy uh, pickup, 4x4. And the 20th largest fish, we've been counting it up. We're going to stay with 20th now. But the okay. 20th largest fish brings a, wins a 17-foot Ice Castle Itasca RV Edition fish house. Well, that's not bad for 20th place. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because you don't have to root for the big one. And that okay. usually falls right about in that two-and-a-half to three-pounder. Okay. Okay. So you one said... Little, one little stipulation this year that there's a new slot limit for the state. Oh. So 22 to 26 inches for northerns, northern pike only. They're not legal fish, so they can't be registered. Okay, okay. And that 26-inch fish is roughly a 5-pound northern. Okay. So is this a multi-species tournament, or is it a northern tournament? No, it's, it's, we've got five different categories. Okay. We've got a blue, uh, bluegill, sunfish, and crappie division. We've got a northern walleye and largemouth bass division. And we have a perch division and a rock bass division. Which basically, those are most of the. I mean, the majority of the fish are there between the northerns and them, and then we do have a whitefish division. Okay. Wow. So, and each the winner of each division, the top four divisions, uh, will get a Polaris ATV. Okay. And then there's uh, comes down. There's nine other divisions. Goes from five hundred dollars down to hundred dollars cash. Wow. In four divisions, the white the white fish division is just three, first place is three hundred dollars, and then it goes down to one hundred dollars in there. So. No, there's some good, great prizes. In the raffle uh, prizes, we have uh, Polaris ATV we're giving away. We were giving away over $11,000 in just cash prizes. That's ranging from $100 to $1,000. We've got numerous $1,000 and $500 and $300 winners. Wow. uh, That's some great prizes. Yeah. And a great afternoon, great family thing. So so do you know the history of this tournament? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Actually, it's been in Park Rapids for probably... 35 years. Okay. It started with the Eagles Club, and then I think the Chamber had it, and the Legion's had it for the last 21 years. And obviously, this, this is my 13th. It's obviously a big part of uh, winter in, in Park Rapids. It is. You know, it's it's sort of like, you know, the, the state fairs, the Minnesota get-together. Mm-hmm. This is the Park Rapids get-together. <laughs> a lot of family reunions, a lot of fun. 
And uh, how many people do you normally get? This weekend and warming up, we'll probably have twenty to twenty-five hundred people, or two thousand to twenty-five hundred people on the ice. Isn't that like the whole town of Park Rapids? <laughs> well, it'd be nice if they'd all get out there. I think the population is close. But, no, there's a lot of family reunions and stuff. People come up and get together. It's great oh, to get together. That is, that is great. And, uh, and, and just, yeah, and, and it's a great way to celebrate, uh, you know, what is a really culturally unique thing about northern Minnesota. It is. And then uh, other than fishing and snowmobiles, if we don't have any snow or ice, there's not much to do up here. <laughs> that's, that's, that's right. So too late to get in, or uh, where do we no. get our tickets? We got there. They're, we're starting to pick them up in the extended area and stuff. Bemidji, we're going to pick them up tomorrow morning. Um, Park Rapids, they'll be in local areas, but you can get them at the park at the Legion. We'll be selling them till till the Legion closes tonight, tomorrow night, and mm-hmm. we'll start selling them again Saturday morning at seven at the Legion. All right. What time do we get on the ice? You can get on the ice at uh, ten thirty. Shuttles. We do run shuttles from here and a couple other spots in town. They'll start running at ten o'clock, and then they'll be running constantly all day long. Okay. Smoky Hills Outdoors has a shuttle, and 71 Liquors Uptown, up north, has a, has a a shuttle running through there, too. So, okay. Now, preset uh, holes, or can people drill their own holes? We've got 4,500 pre, pre-drilled holes. Okay. And it's going to be nice. It's gonna be, and this year we have a nice new big warming tent out there, too, so we'll have little refreshments in there. Plus, there's there'll be other vendors out in that selling, selling uh, sandwiches and hot chocolate and stuff. Okay, sounds like a, a great day and a, and a great event. And there are some tickets available in the Bemidji area at the moment? At uh, Destination Sporting Goods and uh, Gander, Outdoor, Gander Outdoors. Okay, very, very cool. And, and any, any questions, people can go to AmericanLegionDerby.com, and there's everything you can think of on there. Okay. How much are the tickets? They're $40. Okay, that's a good deal. One, one ticket gives you two chances to win. If you don't want to fish, you can win a raffle prize. Yeah, and like you said, you got some really good raffle prizes, too. Yes, yes, we do. And we're going to sell an extra hole once you come into the perimeter for $10. And we're going to give away some great prizes for those if you buy it. Some, uh, we'll get tickets for those if you buy an extra hole for $10. Because you can fish legally, you can fish two holes. Okay. We're going to have some great prizes at the end of the tournament for those. Awesome. And once again, what is the website for people to get more information? AmericanLegionDerby.com. All right, Jerry Benham from the Park Rapids Fishing Derby. It's coming up Saturday, headquartered out of the Legion on Fishhook Lake. Fishhook Lake, of course, Jerry, a great, great place to fish. It is. It's a mile, mile and a half north of town, and it's, it's going to be a beautiful day All right. compared to what we had. <laughs> That's a fact. Hey, Jerry, thanks for your time today. We appreciate it. Thank you. This has been Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Hear it exclusively on KBUN-FM 104.5, Thursdays at 1240 and Saturday mornings at 8. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 2. I could see beyond the Black Hills and the way they called for exploration. I could feel the air, the way it paints against skin and fills hungry lungs. I could hear the way the water ran for miles and the way the bison grazed. The way our boots meet the earth as we step past expected. I could imagine my time in South Dakota, and I wish to go back. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time.